Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us today as I'm coming to you from Tallahassee, Florida, where I'll be preaching on campus later today, and I hope you'll keep me in your prayers. We get into the Word of God every day and talk about it, allow it to make a difference in our life, and this morning's lesson is very, very important, so I hope you will be tuned in and really uh, enjoy our message. If you're new, a special welcome to you. So glad to have you along. We'll be, we're talking today about how to have a good conscience before God. This last few days, we were on how to have a good conscience before others, but we want to focus today on a good conscience before God, how to, in, in our heart of hearts, be, know we're forgiven and know we're walking in fellowship with God. This is what God created us for. He didn't create us to be a distant God far away and that we have nothing to do with. God created us to have fellowship with us, relationship with us. How do we know this? Well, the great commandment in Scripture is that we love God and we know that God loves us. Now, how can you not have a relationship with someone who loves you and you're to love them? That's what relationship's all about, is it not? A love relationship and a relationship based not simply on feelings, but on on solid commitment to one another. And this is what God has done with us. So let's look at a few verses on this concept of of relationship with God and a good conscience. So that when we think of God, we're not filled with thoughts of condemnation, thoughts of guilt, thoughts of of rejection, thoughts of fear, uh, but we have a, a, a dynamic living relationship. Let's look at what the Bible says. In John 5, verse 24, Jesus tells us this, truly, truly, I say to you, he who hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and does not come into judgment but it's passed out of death into life. Now that's past tense. It's pretty exciting that those of us who have faith in Jesus Christ are not under judgment. Now, if you're not in Christ, if you don't have faith in Christ, you are under judgment. You are under the judgment of God. And so we come to Jesus Christ to escape that judgment. We come to Jesus Christ in order to be made right with God. We receive forgiveness of our sins. We're declared justified or righteous in the eyes of God. And we're reconciled to God. These are reconciled means that we have peace with God through faith in Jesus Christ. These are promises in scripture that we want to claim and believe that are found right in the Bible. And we choose by faith to believe these things. And therefore, as it says in Romans 8, 1, there is therefore now, now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. A lot of people think eternal life begins when we get to heaven or the freedom and forgiveness begins when we get to heaven. Not at all. The Bible teaches that we who are in Christ have already passed from death to life. We already have passed from judgment into life. We already have eternal life. It doesn't begin when we get to heaven. It's already begun. And therefore, there's now, not in the future, but there's now no condemnation in Christ. Okay, but what if you still feel condemned? What if, what if you still feel like you're far from God? What if your conscience convicts you and, and, con- and condemns you and accuses you? And what if God still seems like a distant, faraway God that you don't have a relationship with? What should you do? Well, my suggestion is found in first, the first place to start, 2 Corinthians 13, 5 test yourself to see if you are in the faith. Examine yourselves. 
Or do you not recognize this about yourself that Jesus Christ is in you unless indeed you fail the test? You know, I think in our day, there is such an emphasis on having assurance of salvation and assurance of God's love that we don't even ever consider that I might not really have the faith. Now, let's be clear. We're saved by faith in Jesus Christ alone. But sometimes there's a difference between true saving faith and a faith that is not a saving faith. Sometimes a person will say, oh yeah, I believe that, but it has no effect in their life. It hasn't changed them, it hasn't changed their values, it hasn't changed their heart, it hasn't changed anything. And the question is, are they really saved? Well, I don't know. Only God knows and God can reveal to, to them, or shall we say to you. If you are under a constant condemnation, there is a chance that you're not really saved. And you need to keep seeking God until you, you are. You need to keep, how do you do that? Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of Christ, we read in Romans 10, 17. I believe that comes as we get into the word more and more and more, as we seek God. Our salvation is free. We don't earn it. We can't deserve it. But we must seek God. And the promise in Matthew chapter 7, seek and you shall find. Knock, the door shall be open. Ask, you will receive. And so if you are... If your Christian life seems not to be real and you have not had, shall we say, experience with God, then continue to seek him. Don't give up. Test yourself. If you're not really in the faith, if you don't really pass the test, that doesn't mean give up. That doesn't mean you're condemned. It means keep seeking God until you truly know and have that assurance from God that you're born again. Assurance of salvation doesn't come from the preacher. Assurance of salvation doesn't come from me. Assurance of salvation doesn't come, uh, what does it come from? It comes as the Spirit of God bears witness with your spirit, as you're aware that the truths of Scripture are becoming real and and true in your life. So if you have this, if you're not sure, seek the Lord. Keep meditating on Scripture. Pray over the verses and say, God, I want this. I've shared my own personal salvation experience. I believed in Jesus all my life, but I wasn't saved. Because in Romans 10, 9, it says, with the heart man believes. And I knew that when I discovered that, I realized I had an intellectual assent to information. But deep in my heart and soul, I I was not really trusting in Jesus as my Savior and Lord. And as I asked God, I said, I don't know what this means. This is what I want. And I sought God. And that's where God saved me and gave me the assurance of my salvation. But what about if you have that? And you still sometimes have these thoughts of accusation and a lack of a clear conscience. Then I encourage you to to next distinguish between the devil's voice of accusation and God's voice of conviction. Revelation 12.10 says that the devil, our enemy, is the accuser of the brethren and accuses us night and day. And so he will, his accusations, what that sound like? You're no good. God doesn't love you. You failed too much. There's no hope for you now. There's no chance for you. This, is, this isn't for you, it's for others, but not for you. All, the, you, you, all of these accusations that, that are designed to rob you of hope, realize that's not coming from God. That's coming from the devil. The devil, the, 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 that's him. God's voice We read in Hebrews 12, verse 10, that God brings discipline into our lives so that we might share in his holiness. 
God's voice is the voice of conviction designed to bring repentance and greater faith and greater holiness. And so if you have that first voice the former, coming to you and, and saying, hey, this is wrong, and your conscience is not clear because you're convicted that what you're doing is wrong, but to change, that's God urging you. That's God calling you. And what do you do? Well, listen to it. Respond to it. Do what he's telling you to do. If you don't feel adequate, say, God, I, I want to do it. I just need your strength. But if it's that other voice, the voice of accusation, you've got to fend it off. You've got to cling to the promises of God. You've got to believe that God loves you. And you, again, get into the scripture, find scriptures that assure you that assure you that what these voices are telling you are not true. Take up the shield of faith, as we talk about in, in the spiritual armor. And if you want to know more about that, you can check my videos right below. If you're on my homepage, my video page, my YouTube page, check the videos right below about their spiritual battle. Take up the shield of faith, believe the word of God, and fight off those accusations because they're not coming from God. They're coming from your spiritual enemy, and you don't want to listen to them. Fight them off. Have specific promises you can claim that are from Scripture that enable you to stand firm in your faith. So distinguish between those voices. But let me give one final word of encouragement if you struggle with a clear conscience before God. It says in Jeremiah 17, 9, the heart is deceitful. The heart is more deceitful than all else and is desperately sick. Who can understand it? Well, that refers to you and me. Our heart can be deceitful. It can be confusing. It can be hard to understand. It can be sick. And so I, in a lot of ways, I want to say, don't trust your heart. Be careful not to follow your heart if it is in conflict with the word of God. But does that mean that we just ignore feelings? No, what we do is we say, we realize that the Lord searches the heart and he tests the mind, it says in Jeremiah. And so then we go to Psalm 139, verse 23, where David, the psalmist prays, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxious thoughts. One thing that's helped me in my life is to do a little bit less personal introspection but to spend time in prayer and say, God, you examine me, you search me, you find a, a way within me that's the wrong way. And I ask you to bring about the conviction. I ask you to change me. You can sit around. I've had times where I, years ago, a friend of mine would say, are you getting alone with the Lord? Or are you just getting alone with your own thoughts? And if you're just getting alone with your own thoughts, sometimes they can be filled with condemnation, self-criticism, self-hatred. They can be, and a lot of us are like this. A lot of us are very, very strong in finding fault with ourselves and extremely negative. It can be very discouraging to us. And I, want, and I don't think this is how we grow. Hebrews 12, verse 2 says, we grow by fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. God's taken away your sin. God has forgiven you. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Some people fix their eyes on their sin. They're constantly introspecting. They're constantly condemning themselves. That's not how you grow. That's how you get bummed out and discouraged. Fix your eyes on Jesus. And in the process, say, God, you search me. There's a hurtful way in me. You change me. And God will bring it to your attention. He has ways of doing that. He'll do it in, in personally. He'll speak to you. He may speak to you through another person. But God will help you understand. 
As for us, we have a clear conscience. We know we're forgiven. Our sins are forgiven. There's now no condemnation for those of us in Christ Jesus. So we fix our eyes on Jesus and we focus on growing to be like Christ and accomplishing the purposes for which he's called us. Amen. Father in heaven, we bless you today. And we thank you so much for your salvation, your forgiveness. I pray, Father, for each one of us to have that true saving faith and an assurance of your love for us, an assurance of, that we've passed from death to life, an assurance that there is now, right now, this minute, no condemnation for those of us in Christ. Help us, Lord, to distinguish between the accusations of the devil who wants to just knock us down and discourage us and take away our hope and to know the difference between that and your, your words of conviction that challenge us to go do better, that want to inspire us, that lift us up, to say forsake sin, repent of it, but let's go be like this. Help us to distinguish the difference. Lord, if there's any today who really aren't saved, help them to seek you until they find assurance from the Holy Spirit. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, you're alive enough to give us that assurance. And Father, that this is, we're talking about eternal life and salvation. So I pray that we would take this, our salvation seriously and a clear conscience with you seriously. And I pray, Father, for each one of us to live our lives before you in holiness, in confidence, in assurance, and in, and in the grace and power that that brings. We pray in Jesus' name and bless you now. Amen, amen, and amen. Hey, folks, so glad to have you along with us today as we get into the Word of God. I hope you've enjoyed this. If you've stuck with me this long, I know you're serious about your walk with God. I invite you to join us daily. We're here every day, 8.30 a.m. live, um, and or you can watch the video later in the day or even the next day if you need. You can listen to the podcast on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platform. But let's be serious about getting in the Word of God. Let's be serious about letting it transform us. We've all got so much to grow to become more and more like Christ. And God uses His Word to feed our soul, bless us, inspire us, strengthen us, encourage us. We need it. We need it more than once a week, and we need it more than just a, a, you know, a short sermon once a week. And we need it more than just when we feel like it. We need God's Word to strengthen us day by day. That's why we're here. And so I hope you'll join our community, subscribe, hit the notify button, like the video, share a comment, and of course, share with your friends as well. To those of you who are here every day, love you guys. God knows I love you. I'm so honored to have the privilege of sharing God's Word with you. I know I'm sowing the seed of God's Word on good soil, and it's bearing good fruit, and that's in you. So God bless you. Till we meet tomorrow, might the Lord strengthen you, encourage you, lift you up, inspire you, fill you with courage, faith, and love. God bless you, and I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.